Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Speaking of Stafford, Rams, Goff, Lions, Sunday night football in America. It's a playoff game. Winner go home. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. One of our Lions NFL insiders is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee. Gassine, how you doing, Rizzy? Good to be with you. Thanks for having me in uh, on the advance of a home playoff game. I'm never going to get tired of saying that, Bill. We got a home playoff game this weekend. I haven't been able to say that ever. I'm happy about that. Yeah, and I'm happy about it, but also since that moment when Carson Wentz decided to play like he had won 10 MVP trophies at the end and made that two-point conversion throw, which was phenomenal, the concern about Stafford ending the Lions season kind of hit me right in the face last Sunday, and I it's not angst, it's not pessimism, but I have more concern about this matchup and this game than I do any other game this season, maybe outside of the trip to Baltimore. Yeah, and they're a good football team, and the Rams have been playing good football. That's why they are where they are. They were not, um, as, as recently as Thanksgiving, they weren't even in the top 10 in the NFC. They played their way in. That makes them dangerous. They have a good quarterback. We all know him. He's dangerous. Got a couple of wide receivers that are very good. And then Pukunakua and Cooper Cup. But uh, beyond that, I think the Lions match up pretty well with what, what Los Angeles does. And this is a game... You know, you frame it as as Jared Goff, or I'm sorry, as, as Matthew Stafford, you know, being able to, to end the Lions season, and he can, and that could happen. I like the idea of Jared Goff going back and uh, beating his old team and ending their season because I think that's a very real issue that Los Angeles might have to deal with. You know, that that, that sword cuts both ways on this one, and uh, the Lions are a better football team. They're favored for a reason. They have a lot of ways that they can win this game. Um, they also have ways to lose it, um, no doubt about that. But I, I like the idea of framing it as this is Goff's chance at redemption against a team that gave up on him. And that's a pretty powerful motivator. And the way that he's got the locker room under his control and his support that he has with, with his fellow players – they would love nothing more than for him to, to be able to, you know, thumb his nose or use some other digits in some other ways at, at Sean McVay because uh, that did not end well for golf, um, and uh, the, that's that's why he's here, and that's that's the whole genesis of why we're in the postseason right now. What's the Lions' uh, playoff path to getting through the Rams? When you look at the matchup and you break it down, what you do at Lions while you're part of the USA Today Network, Jeff Risden joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Well, what is that clear path to victory? I, I think it's heavy pressure continuously until the game's out of hand uh, on Stafford. I think it's Jamo Williams having a big night. Laporta, Dan Campbell said he'll know more uh, tomorrow. Uh, but I think right now it's golf needs to have a near-perfect night, and they cannot let up on the pressure because Stafford isn't a running QB. What do you think? Yeah, I'm totally with you on the on the pressure in Stafford. You cannot get away from what has gotten the Lions here. Their defense has been really good lately. I know people don't necessarily buy that with the numbers. In the last in the last four weeks, only four teams have generated more pressure and more quarterback hits than the Detroit Lions have. They have figured out that blitzing works, and they're going to keep doing that. The Rams line is okay. It's not great. It's vulnerable. 
Uh, it's not bad. Uh, it, it, it's in the in the category of what you saw from from Green Bay or Minnesota. You know where you can you can have some success against them. You have to be able to make them one dimensional though, and and I think that, that the Lions' run defense up until last week was great at stopping running backs, and then last week they let up a little bit. If you let Kyron Williams get loose on this. Then Stafford has the play action. We know he's good at that. Then, then that opens things up where the linebackers have to creep back and you know or creep up, and that opens some seams up. They do have a good tight end. They do like to work the seam a little bit. Like that's that's what scares me. So stop the run, make it second and nine, third and eight. Put Stafford in situations like that where you can pressure him. And you're right, Bill. He's not going to run. So that 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 gives you an, an advantage. As for the offense, Jared Goff cannot make mistakes. He's got to be on top of his game. He's got to understand where to go with the ball, get it out, get it there on time. He's done very well at that for the most part this season. He's going to have Jamison Williams back. That's a field-stretching option that they didn't have last week. I, I like the idea of him running circles around a, a Rams secondary that isn't built for speed. They're just not. That's not who they are. So he has an advantage in this one. Amonra has an advantage against pretty much everybody. And uh, working in the middle of the field the way they do, the Rams, the, the weakness of their defense is their safeties and their, their inside linebackers. And again, these, these aren't bad players, but they're not their strength. And I think that that's where the Lions can attack, and I think they counter that pretty well. So I, I, I look for a lot of points in this one because I think both, both teams have the mentality, i got to score more than the other team, more than we got to stop the other team from outscoring us. So the, the, you know, you know, that's, a kind of, that, that's a mentality that you have to approach. I think both teams are going to take that into this one. What about Laporta? I know Campbell said we're going to know more Friday, but man, it, it looked really bad, like season ending. Uh, I won't go hyperbole to career ending, but then it it was better news than expected from the Lions medical team. But let's just go with Laporta, if they're lucky, might be 50, 60% of what he is. What does that loss do to golf in the Lions offense? You know that hurts their spacing more than anything because he's a he's a tight end that can get out quickly and work on those stem routes where he can break in or out in that eight to twelve yard range, uh, where it attacks that fringe area where linebackers and cornerbacks and safeties all meet in a zone. He's great at that, and if they don't have that, that's going to hurt quite a bit. He's also become a pretty good blocker, so they will miss that. You know, uh, I don't expect him to play. That doesn't mean he's not going to, but uh, just the way that that injury looked. I will say one thing, and, and I, I said this on the Detroit Lions podcast this week, and I got verification from it from uh, a medical professional today. The fact that they let him go off on the cart with his knee bent is a very good sign that it's not a serious injury. Because if it was a serious knee injury, they would have made him um, stabilize that knee. They would have immobilized it and have it straight. So, so it's, it's again, when Dan Campbell says that it's better than it could have been, I think he's right, but I'm asking to play this week is pretty pretty optimistic from what I see. What do you think Goff is? And again, Goff and Stafford are saying all the right things. Uh, Kelly Stafford may protest that they didn't give her a suite, that uh, Queen, Queen Kelly did not get her suite, but uh, Matt, uh, the husband, and the former Lions quarterback and current Rams QB and Goff, they understand the storylines. Uh, who has that advantage in the matchup Sunday? You know, first off, I'm just very happy that we don't have to deal with Kelly Stafford on a weekly basis anymore. Um, nothing against her. I'm, that's just not something I was all that interested in covering. And, uh, 
has reared its ugly head again, but that that is what it is. Uh, so I think I think in terms of responsibility, I think Stafford is more responsible for the Rams winning or losing the football game than what Jared Goff is. Now, can he handle that pressure coming back into Detroit? You know, there's a lot of pressure on him, and I don't think we've played this up enough from a Detroit standpoint. This is a guy who had a lot of playoff failures and, and blew some critical games in Detroit. That, that's, that's a monkey on his back that he's got to get off. There's some pressure on him to, to perform on that, too, and I, I, I don't think that's been played up enough because, we, we look, we know. We lived through it. He wasn't always at his best when, when his Lions teams needed him to be at his best. Now, that's changed since he's been in Los Angeles, and good for him. Uh, look, I, I still like him. I still will be rooting for him long term, but uh, Sunday he's the enemy, and uh, I, I – Goff's pretty close to where Stafford is. One thing that might surprise a lot of people, Goff actually throws the ball down the field on average more than than Stafford does. His average air yards per attempt is higher this year. So Goff will take some risks. Um, I, I worry, though, that Stafford going out of character and starting to throw the ball down the field a lot more um, because he can do it. We all know he can do it. He has receivers that can do it. That's where the Lions' weakness is, is that, you know, covering the deep ball. And uh, if Stafford can connect on that, it, it, it could be a long night. Um, hopefully not, but, you know, you got to be real about it. That, that's, a, that's a matchup advantage that we know that Matthew Stafford can do. Uh, it's a question of can the Lions pressure him enough and can they, you know, get him in enough situations where he just doesn't, isn't comfortable thinking those. Because uh, if, if, he can, if he can stand in the pocket – and wait four seconds to throw the ball down to one of his receivers down the field, um, it's it's not going to be good for Detroit. That's why I've said uh, all along, uh, just bring the heat. It's win or go home Sunday night, whether it's Stafford or any other quarterback that is immobile. They have got to get him, you know, push him uh, to his opposite hand, throw against his body, hit him, uh Come make them nervous. Uh, we know that we've seen what other teams have done to make Matt Stafford struggle, and the Lions need to do it. The fans will be absolutely bonkers. I know we discussed the storylines that are out there Laporta, Hurt, Goff, Stafford, obviously, Brad Holmes against his old team. Uh, you have Glenn Johnson and a lot of stories out there that they're connected to NFL jobs, which we'll discuss at a later date. But what do you think is a storyline for Rams-Lions Sunday night that people aren't talking about, Jeff, that you think is very important? Uh, I'll give you two of them quickly. One of them is that the Rams special teams are god-awful. They're bad. They have changed their kicker twice this year. Their kicker has missed extra points, plural, recently. Uh, Their coverage units, they gave up a massively long return to the Giants in a game that the Giants beat them in. And you know, they, they, they just don't defend returns well. Now, Khalif Raymond's out. We we'll still have to see who the Lions will be, will be having to return the ball. But uh, there's a very real chance for the special team to do a lot with what they do. Um, and by the way, the fakes come into account on that, too. Uh, the Lions could very well win this game on special teams because they, they're up and down on it. If they're up, they've got a real opportunity. The other one... For all the hand-wringing about the Lions not beating good teams, the Rams this year were 1-6 and six against teams that wound up with a winning record. You know what the Lions were? They were 4-3. and three. I don't think that gets brought up enough. The Rams have not beaten good teams this year. The Lions are a good team, and I think that's going to prevail on Sunday night. 
Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow both on Twitter, Facebook, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Jeff, before I let you go, I did begin the show in the first segment mentioned that Zeeland East and Zeeland West on the west side of the state for our listeners on WHTC in the Holland area. They have moved up their Friday night game because, oh, we might get five, seven inches of snow. Okay, whatever. But they moved up uh, Lane, your son, the big man uh, in the middle, 6'9", senior, uh, being courted by D2 and other schools. I think he's a Mac player. But Lane, Zeeland East, Zeeland West tonight. Is that 6 o'clock Let's start? Uh, 7.30 tonight. we got the girls. Then we have our unified game uh, for, for special needs guys. And then, then we have the boys game. So uh, my, my daughter's playing in a little over an hour. Then my, my son gets on later on. So it's going to be a fun night. Yeah, I know there's a bunch of Brett Bikita from our flagship station, 96 won the game, and Drew Neitzel, the former Spartan, are calling the game on 96-1 in GR. And he sent me a quick note and said there was a lot going on. And I told everybody, get out and watch Lane. I didn't know your daughter also was playing. Rivalry night with Zeeland East and Zeeland West. Should be fun there. Enjoy the game, Jeff. We'll talk Monday and look back at the Lions and see if they're still alive moving on to the next weekend. Well, let's hope so. Go Lions.